Also in the morning, the weather is good, it's nice and cool. Um, and so we can uh, have mindfulness uh, more easily in a way that relieves our minds of scattered thoughts and of drowsiness. We know the breath as it enters or leaves, or it's okay to just use a mantra instead of watching the breath, uh, such as Buddha, that's okay as well. And all these meditation objects, these skillful means, are for the purpose of bringing about peace in the heart. Because this peace leads on to the arising of wisdom, and this is vipassana, or clear seeing. And when wisdom has arisen, then we'll meet with vimuti, uh, with liberation. Understanding the truth of all sankharas, conditioned phenomena, that they're of the nature to arise, last for a while, and then cease. So we must use this opportunity that we have to practice a lot. In the evening, we may be tired uh, from work, but we sh should still be intent in uh, training ourselves in the practice as well. Because during the day, we've met with um, many different sense objects, and this can drain the energy of the mind. When we come to practice and collect the mind together into samadhi, it's something difficult, but if we train with it constantly, we will meet with peace. Both the body and mind will feel light and at ease, and just like we've taken a rest. And this shows that we can uh, bring the mind to a better state. So when we do the chanting in the morning and the evening, um, it's also important to practice during the day as well, to maintain kindness and compassion in the heart, to be focused in our work and have mindfulness with what we're doing. To not just allow the mind to go thinking about different things, not to allow it to go worrying and be concerned with issues that we're not able to solve. So when we do this, this chanting, the evening and the morning, having mindfulness through the day, this is the path of merit and of kusala, of skillfulness. And this is, uh, it goes counter to the way of the world because the way of the world, it just causes chaos and confusion and it doesn't have an end. It's constantly involved with greed, hatred and delusion and it goes on and on. But the way of merit and of skillfulness, it's um, something that is very important and it relieves the heaviness of our heart. So we should try to train our minds and cultivate them. And this will increase our life, uh, the, the quality of our lives little by little. So we train ourselves uh, in this life to develop peacefulness. And it's very important to do this. We've got a good opportunity um, now in this lifetime. And the teachings of uh, the Buddha is still here, and even though the Buddha himself passed away into Fano Nibbana, his Dhamma is still with us. And the Buddha taught that whoever sees the Dhamma sees the Buddha. And that's really what it is like. So if we practice, our minds will come to a point of stillness, of clarity and of peace. And there will be an emptiness in the mind, 
the heart will feel full in the state of samadhi, and that's something that we've never experienced before. We'll see that all things in this world are just conventions, and that's simply how they are. Our bodies, a glass, meditation hall, the sun, everything, it's just a convention, something that we suppose into being. And when our hearts have found a place of truth, then we'll know that all these conventions are not true. They're just names that we give to things, like a monk or a novice, a layperson, a meditation hall, a glass. The different countries uh, that we have in this world, these are all just suppositions that we come up with. So we train our minds uh, to see in this way. And then this will give rise to vimuti and realize that all of these things are not real. Whether it's Thailand or Australia, the countries in Europe or the whole continent of Europe or the Americas. Um, these are things which are there in the world, um, but there's no essence to them. There's no being, there's no self, no me or other there. It's all just a convention. Like the names we give to things, we call it a glass in English, but in Thai, in Hindi, and other languages, it's called something else. And really, it is just what it is. And these names are just conventions that we use to call it. And even the elements of which it's composed, the earth element, the water, the fire, the wind element, these are just the names that we give to these elements. They're just conventions, the same. So we train our minds to get into a state of peace and we'll be able to see deeply, deeply, see everything around us as being conventions, that it's all anatta, not self. We'll see and understand clearly the Dhamma of the Buddha within our own hearts, which means that we've seen the Dhamma. We'll see the Buddha clearly and there won't be any doubts left in our minds because we'll have known, tasted, experienced Vimuti for ourselves. Just like we say that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, but this is just the conventions of language. We call the east the east, but this is just a convention. We call it the sun and we say that it's rising, but this is all just convention. It's something that is used uh, by people in the world. When we see the sun come up, then people are happy. And then when the sun sets, then people comment on this and say different things about it. But really, we know we're just standing on the world and the world is spinning. And the sun uh, it doesn't really move. It's more the world that's moving. And so when we know the things of this world, and we know the conventional nature of the sense of self as well. Um, oh sorry, we should come to know the world and we should also come to know this thing that we call a self. And what is there in the self uh, that we claim to have? Really all the things that we claim to be me and mine they're not truly ours, and they're just here for a short time. The sun lasts for a very long time before it eventually 
uh, disintegrates. But the things that we claim to be me and claim to be mine, our possessions, uh, these things are only here for a short time. They all have to age, they all have to break apart and eventually disappear. And everything that we attach to, we have to be separated from. All the things that are composed of these four elements, um, the earth, the water, the fire and the air, we attach to it. But where can we claim anything in that as being mine? We see that the reason that we suffer in this world is because we don't have intelligence. And there's this delusion that constantly covers over and clouds our hearts. Whenever our eyes see something, we take this as being self, as being me and mine. And it gives rise to happiness or to suffering. So the eye sees a form or our ears hear sounds. We experience these different things uh, in the heart and this happens many, many times throughout our lives. Just in one day, in one minute, uh, there are many lifetimes occurring. And if we don't have mindfulness there, if we're devoid of wisdom, then we'll attach to that. And this will cause us anguish and sorrow. So we need to come to understand the teachings of the Buddha, to train ourselves and have um, a sense of uh, efficiency or a sense of, uh, uh, of method in training ourselves in the efforts that we put into the practice and to set our hearts on this practice and cultivating our minds. In the mornings and the evenings, uh, we practice every day and we train ourselves with mindfulness throughout the day. We have kindness and compassion uh, imbuing our hearts and this is the foundation of our lives. We also take morality as our foundation as well whether we keep the five precepts, the eight precepts, the 227 precepts, these all aid to give the heart peace um, because our actions of body and speech are peaceful. And we won't be stirred up in confusion. The heart won't be dark, it won't be full of worries. And so we try and put efforts into this practice. we see the danger in the cycle of samsara. And those who see this danger will also have firm intent on the practice. And it shows that there's also a degree of wisdom there as well. We can recollect the good and uh, inspiring qualities of the Buddha as the focal point of our hearts. We can recite Buddha, Dhammo, Sangha, this gives us a sense of conviction and faith in the practice. So this is the path that will lead us out of suffering and lead us to see the truth of the Dhamma. It will lead us to goodness and clarity in our lives. But if we don't follow this path and we'll take everything personally, but all in terms of self, There'll be kilesa that gives rise to kamma, action. And then this kamma leads to vibhaka kamma, the results of our action, which goes back into kilesa. And it's an endless cycle, the vata-sangsara, the cycle of samsara that goes on and on without end. We attach to 
things as being me and being mine, but we can't take any of that with us when we leave this world. And the defilements, they trick us endlessly. Every single life, they've tricked us, they've fooled us. And if we don't see that, then we won't uh, gain a true wealth. But if we don't follow these defilements, or if we see through them, then we will have gained a noble wealth for our hearts, which will um, give us peace and coolness and happiness. This will give us Nibbana, a fullness in our heart. This Nibbana is um, something that can give us true happiness. The things in this world, they can't provide us with that. And it's not like there's just nothing there in Nibbana. Nibbana is full of happiness. And we can give a comparison and say there's a country that we go to, and that country is just perfect in every way. It's replete with everything that we could want. The body doesn't get old there. It doesn't experience sickness or death. There's no change that happens to the body. The things that we like and love, we're never separated from them, and there's no harm or danger there. There's no illness, no sickness of any kind. And it's just happiness. But it's impossible for something like this to exist in the world because this world is a conditioned phenomenon and it has decay and degeneration as its nature. And even the Deva realms and the Brahma realms, they all depend on merit to condition them and give rise to them. And so those realms too are of the nature to change. And we have a good opportunity as humans because it's easier for us to see into suffering because we have these bodies that get painful and they get hungry and thirsty. And this is all pointing us to the noble truth of suffering. So we need to give rise to wisdom and to develop this barami of wisdom. And when true wisdom does arise, this will be of great benefit to us. It will um, give our hearts uh, much clarity and brightness and bring them to a state of peace where they're able to be freed uh, from attachments. When we reach this stage, um, we've turned from a normal common being into a noble being someone who is far away from the enemies, far away from the defilements, and this is Nibbana. And so we train ourselves uh, to follow this path, to see into the nature of conventions. Um, and that's the purpose of this life that we have now, is to realize Nibbana. We'll have to use a lot of forbearance because it's not easy, but it's also not beyond our capabilities. So today is the 19th of September, and may all of you have your hearts set on cultivating your minds.